For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the movie Trivia Schmodown. I am Mark Baby Carrots Ellis, but more importantly, it's nighttime where he is, but his future's so bright, he's got to wear shades. Brad the Boat Gilmore, host of the Schmodown Rundown. Brad, such a pleasure to have you on board and on the call for this matchup. What an incredible enigma of a riddle of a mystery we're going to be solving here today. I'm excited to be back, Mark. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. I'm actually in the World Gym Arena that was the host of one of the Schmodown live events. So I'm having memories flash back of chairs being hit and lips being split. But nevertheless, what I, what I am most excited about is the match that we're going to get to see today. These two teams have a lot to show and prove in this team's tournament. I'm talking about Tom and Paul. I'm talking about final exam, and I can't wait to see these two teams lock horns. Yeah, now with final exam, we've seen how that chemistry, odd though it may be of a pairing, has paid off to the tune of a 3-1 record with Lon Harris and his delinquency. I'm not going to say he's fully back to being the professor, but he seems to have kept his more ill-intentioned thoughts at bay. And maybe that's because of his partner, primetime Paul Oyama. But on the other end of the ledger, Tom, Paul they don't have a team name. I, I don't. They, they have a loss. It was a hard-fought loss earlier this year. I just don't know what they can bring to the tournament. But individually, we know that their strengths should complement each other pretty well, right? I, w- I would think so. And I think that you make a good you make a good observation about the chemistry of Paul and Lon Harris. However, I think that their secret ingredient has been many people's secret ingredient this year. That is Winston Marshall, the captain of swag. He has really added so much to every player on his roster. And then flip side, I think Kate has a big motivation here too. We remember what happened earlier in this season with Tom and Paul when they had their one and only match so far. They had all the expectations of the world and perhaps some people believe that mismanagement came into play there, especially in round two. You know that you know that Kate wants to show and prove here today. 
Well, it is the Den playing for a lot of pride today as his team swag. They had all the magic earlier in the season, and we're going to see if that can come back in the team's tournament when team swag might need it the most. As always, we have an incredible pre-show package for you put together by the legendary nerd Chronic. Let's take a look. Yeah, I mean, look, this is our first team match of the season. 32 points is nothing to scoff at at all. Me and the league, it's it's wheel spins, it's technicalities, it's challenges, it's things like that. You, know, you come at me with trivia, I'll, I'll give you a game. I'm going to have to head back out to the desert. Des desert? Okay. Kyle? Yeah, yeah. Is that you? Oh, it might seem a little different. Uh, I just got back from the desert, spent uh, most of my time after my uh, singles tournament match out in Death Valley. Current belt holders, recent ones, they tend to suppress their personalities. And so when I was in the uh, hut out in Death Valley, that's exactly okay. what I did. Uh, listen, I support you, but I got to tell you, I bored to tears. So I hope this strategy works. The Den, they were a rival for us early on in the season, helping us buy for second place, but they haven't had much to be prideful about in a while. Miss us? Yeah, it's funny, a couple months ago we were the flavor of the week, and now that's not the case anymore, but it's time to go back to Flavor Town. Which is a little weird because I thought we had already competed and then um, won the team's tournament uh, and collected the prize money, which I have been spending. You guys have had a hell of a run. You're three and one right now. With that being said, the team's tournament is still around the corner. We got to make some decisions. But I mean, like the way you guys are rolling, I'll tell you right now, this is the last tournament before the season's out. We're a month away from spectacular. Tom and Paul, they, and they know their movie trivia, but it's over. It's time for your final exam. There has just been something about the pairing of Tom and Paul that really hasn't worked for me from from the get go. Really, Tom. Tom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> This is Paul. Remember, you remember you guys played that match earlier in the year before the virus came. Why remember does he that? have Why does he have face windows? You know what, Paul? I don't think this is gonna. Let me Let me try something else. Hey, Tom. It's video Drew. She's a little less strange now. It's video Drew like, doesn't have face windows. It's photograph Drew. Tom and Paul. Uh, it is weird that Paul is going to be on both teams at the same time. But I guess you know that dude's. Smart. The thing is, I've beaten Tom in teams before, and I've played in a bunch of matches where a guy named Paul has lost. So I got a good feeling going into this one. And so uh, I think uh, today we'll have a good day and probably come out on top. What do you think, Tom? You're not scary, liar, Paul. So yeah, looking forward to the big match happening in just six weeks, right here on the Schmodown. Now luckily this time, I got him locked away in the house, so he will be ready for the match. Did you leave the door open? I'll be right back, guys. See you in the next. Brad, it's going to be a scintillating matchup here today. Again, I'm still not sure what to make of Tom after calling a handful of his matches. I, just, I hope Paul can wrangle him. I hope maybe Kate can step up and just they can all be one cohesive unit if for no other reason because I feel like final exam is ready to be tested. Will they pass? We're about to find out. Let's meet our managers now. First of the den is going to be Kate Mulligan. 
coming on in here today. Oh, Hello. sorry. Sorry. Uh, Kate couldn't be here because she messed up the last one so bad. So it's me, Grace. Uh, incredible character work there by Kate. Oh, I'm gonna read your. I'm gonna read your tarot cards. Okay. Up, oh, we're gonna win. Okay, that was very grace-like, Brad. I'm not sure who we're looking at, but I know that her opponent, at least as far as a faction manager, is the captain of Team Swag, Winston, the swaggy blurred Marshall. Hello, Winston. Oh, hi. Sorry, I just came back from the future, and I went and got the Schmodan yearbook, and uh, it's very funny because this is for next season. The Den's not there. It's very interesting. Oh, he, uh, Brad, it appears he pulled a Biff Tannen and has some sort of almanac that is hearkening to future events. But as far as the match here today, Winston, I'm going to start with you. Team Swag has been up and down in the faction standings this year, and now you're at the dawn of a new tournament. And so what does Team Swag need to do today and in this tournament to prove that you are the best faction in the Schmodown? Well, I mean, we've done a very good job this season about keeping our eyes on the prize. Um, everybody has stepped up and contributed something to this to this team completely. Even if even if they, you know, didn't have an opportunity to play or a limited opportunity to play, they've been in there doing their thing with helping with practices. And then you have people like, you know, Chandru, like Ace, like Liz, blowing stuff up and just wrecking shop. And these two were doing that before that even really got going. These two were the team that made everybody go, huh, swag is dangerous. We should watch out for them. So I'm excited because I know this is the Den's big gun and this is also their last effort. So I'm ready to put our big gun against their big gun and see what happens. All right, Winston, I just pulled a card for you. Oh, you're going to die. Oh, oh, yeah, no, at some point. No, you're right about that. Good good read, good read. So I'm good at tarot cards. <laughs> Winston, I have, I have a question for you as well. Coming off of what we saw was a great start for the final exam, Lon and Paulo Yama. Then they ran into William the Beast Bibiani and Brendan the Kid Meyer. How did you coach them to not focus too much on that loss and get their heads back in the game? I mean, time is always very helpful. It's been, what, months since that happened now? And so that, that has helped uh, the fact that they both had to worry about the singles tournament and they did good work in there too. Uh, and then when you just follow up with the fact that all that did was piss them off because that was a, that everybody has a bad day and we just had our bad day. So now it's time to wreck shop, if you will. Yeah, all if right. Kate were if Kate were here, she would say that Festival Darlings was their bad day. So uh, I guess we uh -huh. have the same. And that was many, many months ago. That was in the before times. So. Yeah, that was in the before before time. Yeah. <laughs> but this is, in fact, Grace, who is going to be managing today. That is yes. that the final answer okay, for the day. Yes. Okay. Yes. There goes Grace, and there goes the swaggy blurred as they retreat to the green room. And now we're about set to get going. And I only have one question remaining. Brad, I'm pumped for the match. How you feeling, partner? I'm feeling good. You ready to go? It's time for the movie trivia showdown. Introducing the competitors and the teams is going to be the legendary golden throat of the deep South Texas's favorite son, Mr. Brad the Boat Gilmore. All right, here we go. Introducing first. They hold a record of zero wins and one defeat. Representing the Din, the powder keg Paul Preston and Tom, Tom, and Paul. Okay, and uh, Tom is, is there lurking. It seems like Tom has a pretty good spatial awareness of where his camera is. He seems to be, yeah, he, 
Hello, Tom. Um, hey, Tom. My question is to you about your partner, Paul. He seems to have maybe lost a little bit of his vibrant personality. Tom, is that going to affect you when you're competing with him in this movie trivia match today? Bring back the future, man. I want to see how I die. Okay, um, Brad, maybe you should yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we get their opponents in here? Does that sound like a good idea, Mark? Uh, Paul, do you have anything to add? Any yeah. some some spice to lend to this match? Well, listen, I just want to say that I think you are underestimating the focus of Tom. Tom's a good partner. Tom has a lot of uh, great matches under his belt. He's got a deep knowledge. He's got what you would call, I believe, Mark, a breadth of knowledge. Good and um, I'm sure, Brad, one day you will have uh, catchphrases as well, and we'll all be quoting them. And uh, uh, you too, I, I'm excited to, to do this match today. I think final exam brings a lot to the table. And uh, with you two guys at the helm, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. Right. Not as well. not as not as braggadocious as we're used to, maybe from you, Paul. But um, but I, I appreciate the kind words and the uh, the good wish of, uh, of of good doing there. So uh, thank you, thank you, Paul. I really okay. It's my thank pleasure. You. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for keeping your hands up so early in the match, Tom. We appreciate that. I guess you, uh, let's meet their opponents, Brad. And their opponents representing Swag. They have a record of three wins with one defeat and two knockouts. The delinquent, Lon Harris, and primetime Paul Oyama, final exam! Okay, so here's primetime, here is Lon. Uh, start with you, primetime. It seems like Lon has become a tiny bit less of a delinquent since he's really gotten into competing with you and having a teammate to lean on and it's been productive as you heard when brad introduced y'all three and one is the record so how have you been able to shoulder the load as far as lon bearing some semblance of his former self uh just being for for lon is important being there for lon is important i think and uh as we've won we see he's slowly starting to shed the delinquent he sands the beanie this time i wonder maybe if we win he loses the flannel picks up a, a pipe and a, a hat you know we'll see what happens but i'm excited to be back here with my partner no, huh? You know, one can dream. One, one, Brad, one he does seem to have bathed at some point this week. Uh, yeah, know, I mean, I shot, I shot him with a hose. Look, I mean, guys, like, okay. Yeah, I'm you excited. You, you know, new team, new faction, new league, new year. I, I even got a well, new hat. I'm, I'm ready to go. I, I, I got it. All right. All right. Well, there we go. I mean, it's I not a. It's not a new oh. team or faction or year, but, but yeah. you know, we appreciate that you no, showed up here on it, time. It, wait. It's it's not it's not a new. I still I'm I'm still on the team with this other guy. Yes. Yeah. That's, yes. Your, that's your teammate, primetime Paulo Yama, former first, singles first champion. Time, just want to say, first time hearing about this. Seems like the kind of thing we'd communicate about before the match. But that's. Cool. Um. That's, do you are you getting the emails from the team, Juan? Emails? No. Not I think Lon uses his spam as his primary inbox, so I think that's kind of the issue here. But yeah, I haven't, you know even, I haven't even checked in on Earthlink in a few years now, guys. Honestly. Okay. No well, we'll. Global.net. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully, you can retreat to the green room, and that's going to be a safe travel on the information superhighway. So, there they go, and now we bring in all teams. That is going to be Tom and Paul, and final exam for the rules of round number. One. This is the team format, gentlemen, but in round number one, it's an individual exercise of movie trivia schmodown know-how. Eight questions asked to the field. Each question is worth one point. No penalty for missing a question. However, there 
is actually no stealing in round number one. Wait till round number two for that. So as we ask the question, 15 seconds is yours to write down your best attempt at an answer. Once we ask you by name, please show what you wrote to your camera the same time you verbalize your answer into the microphone. Each and every point that you earn will be added to your team's total. Each team has three usages of the JTE rule throughout the duration of the match. Not sure you heard a question right, you wanna buy yourself another 15 seconds, use a JTE rule. You also each have one challenge to be used at any point throughout the three round match. Tom, we're, we're over here, bud. We're over here and there we go. He's responding. It's a challenge that you can initiate, but we'll bring in your manager to ultimately confirm and ratify that said challenge is taking place. <coughs> the rules, uh, Lon, Paul, Oyama, y'all feeling good, ready to go? Set your clock, let's do this. And Tom and Paul Preston, are you the dynamic duo ready to get a schmo down underway? I'm prepared. Tom, do you concur? Liar, someone else's right. Bit? Isn't that someone else's bit? Okay. Uh, Brad, why don't you do the honors? Well, then there's nothing else to say. Then <laughs> let's get ready to Shmoda. Yeah, that was. I'm, I'm, I made the right decision. I saved my vocal cords for my karaoke career later on tonight. The first question of the match will be asked by that young man right over there, the Houston Rockets' favorite fan. I appreciate that timely remark there, Mark. Anyway, here it is. Question number one in Action Adventure. In which of the Daniel Craig James Bond films does 007 first face off against the famous villain Blofeld? Yeah, Rockets, a uh, tough, tough out. But um, I still like the way Russ and James played towards the end. thought they had a lot of heart. The Houston Astros. For the World Series Four, champions. Did you know that? From three, two, are they? One. Pens down. Go to you first, Lon. I believe the film is Spectre. That is correct. Does Primetime Pauliama have it? Spectre. And does Tom? Spectre. Okay. And Paul Preston? Spectre. All right. Four for four on the first question. We move on to your next query. And that's in the world of famous actors and actresses. And here's a question. Which actress appeared in the following films? Selma, A Wrinkle in Time, and The Color Purple. Two to two, early on. And it always amazes me, Brad. Tom doesn't seem to watch a lot of movies, but he knows a lot of facts about them. Well, you know, I don't really know a lot about Tom, and uh, I'm going to leave it that four, way. Three, two, it's probably safe. One, pens down, going to your first Paul Oyama. Oprah Winfrey. That is correct. Does Tom have it? Oprah Winfrey. He does. Over to Lon Harris. Yep. Oprah Winfrey. And Paul to close it out. Oprah Winfrey. All right. They're feeling it so far. Everyone remains perfect as we move on to your third question in the category of dramas. Which MCU actor stars as real-life defense attorney Brian Stevenson in the 2019 drama Just Mercy? Uh, Brad, are you digging this collar over the jacket look? I feel more powerful with it for some reason. Well, you know what? If if you feel that way, then that's good for you. <laughs> that wasn't a ringing endorsement. Three, two, one. Pens down, Tom. Great usage of showing us your hands there. And now, Tom, what did you have for the answer? Michael B. Jordan. Really correct. That is, I'm really impressed with his gamesmanship so far. Uh, go to Paulo Yama. Uh, shout out to the Equal Justice Initiative, Michael B. Jordan. 
That is correct. Does Paul Preston have it? Michael B. Jordan. And Lon Harris to close this out. I also have Michael B. Jordan. And wow. you are also correct. All Everybody's right. still perfect in the early goings, Mark. That's right. They're making our job easy, Brad. It's the next category is crime movies. And that question, what is the name of the 1984 crime epic starring Robert De Niro, who was also Sergio Leone's final film as a director? Going to go way back to the wacky world of 1984. As we're writing down our answer. Yeah, everybody's be- Juan is being very studious. Five, four, Everyone's three, locked in. Two, one. And we go to Paul Preston first for your answer. Once Upon a Time in America. That was the film in question. Does Lon Harris have it? Yes, he does. Once Upon a Time in America. Uh, Tom kind of looks like that creature from uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Once Upon a Time in America. That is correct. And does primetime Paul Oyama keep Once Upon a Time in America. Perfect game going, Brad. All right, here we go. Question number five. We're going through this quick. No one has made a miss so far. Let's see if they can continue this streak of success. In the category of fantasy sci-fi, you'll find the Mariner, a lone drifter in a world where every continent on Earth is now underwater in what 1995 post-apocalyptic adventure film? Uh, Brad, if I'm trying to get you to see a movie, what's going to sell you more? If I say post-apocalyptic or dystopian future? Well, maybe if you said the first one with ease, that could sell it for me. But uh, My internet dystopia- cut out. That, that oh, was my okay. internet. That wasn't me. Fine. Four. <laughs> Always blame the internet connection. Three. Dystopian. For sure. One. Because I still don't know what that means. Hands down, and we go to Lon Harris, the delinquent. Does he have it? The film's Waterworld. A the classic. Is Waterworld. Lon, please tell me you've never peed into a filter and then drank it. Go to... Not into a filter. Paul Preston, and that got worse fast. Waterworld. And Paul Oyama, do you have it? Waterworld. And Tom, keeping this post-apocalyptic theme going. Waterworld. He had it. I nailed the pronunciation on the second time. The internet worked better. And we move on to the next question, which is, thankfully, in the world of comedies. Ha! I thought we had (laughs) All right. Somebody get Tom front row tickets to a comedy club, and we're allowed back in them. Uh, Who wrote... Who wrote, starred in, and directed 1981's History of the World, Part 1? Sounds like a, a textbook you would get in a, like when you're in third grade. Like, here's the history of the world, just Part 1. Just, just see how much <laughs> just, you can get through. Five, four, three, just the hits. Two, one. Pens down. Uh, Tom, we are going to ask for your answer first. Mel Brooks. It is, in fact, the legendary Mel Brooks to Paul Oyama. Did you have Might it? be a lot of chapters about 2020 in that book. Uh, Mel Brooks. <laughs> a couple more volumes at least. Does Paul Preston have it? Mel Brooks. He certainly does. The delinquent. Yeah, hail Scrooge. The answer is Mel Brooks. Okay. I don't know how he gets those VHSs or where he watches them, but the delinquent is a fan of Mel Brooks. He seems like a laser disc guy to me as we move on to question number seven in the category of horror slash thriller. No sound effect for that one? That's okay. Ha! DJ Caruso directed Shia LaBeouf and Michelle Monaghan in what 2008 espionage action thriller about a rogue supercomputer trying to take out America's executive branch? Man, I didn't plot it out that way, but that question was a mouthful. Um, 
that was that was quite a bit. That was quite am, a bit. I was hoping I didn't have any internet disruptions. I'm Floyd Mayweather, and you. I'm just trying to wear you out as an announcer. Make you do the intros, all that stuff. Five, four, three, two, one. Pens down. Does primetime Paul Oyama have the answer? It's, uh, the classic film, Eagle Eye. It is. Saw in the theaters at Arclight. Does Paul Preston have the answer? Eagle Eye. He does as well. Let's go over to the delinquent. Uh, also features a memorable supporting performance from Turtle from Entourage. It's Eagle Eye. That'll play in some circles. And Tom. State of fear. Okay, Tom first is the first the one. Yeah, we almost had four perfect rounds there. We could still have three perfect rounds. Whoever has a perfect round number one is going to be asked a bonus question that is also worth a point. And to discern that, we're going to go to the animated category, which also happens to be the last question in round number one. What 2011 animated film reunited the Pirates of the Caribbean director Gore Verbinski with Johnny Depp? Really love that first Pirates. Really hit that one out before. I remember falling in love with it. I don't think I've revisited it since I saw it in the theater. Uh, it's worth a rewatch. Four, three, two, one. Pens down. Paul Preston. Did you have it? Rango. That's a perfect round for Paul Preston. Let's see about prime time Paul Oyama. He's the best frog sheriff in town, Rango. I would concur with that statement. That's a perfect round for prime time. Does Tom have it? Rango. And for another perfect round for the team, does the delinquent Lon Harris have the answer? He does, it's Rango. Boom. Wow, wow. So three, three perfect, perfect rounds. Round. I don't know. You're going to have to talk to your uh, esteemed co-host on Schmodown Rundown, Frankie Numbers, see if we've ever had that happen before, Brad. Our first team match. Our first team match. Okay. We don't have to go to Frankie. Frankie, uh, well, stand down. Paul. We got Paul Numbers right here. <laughs> For the bonus question, I am once again going to lean on the voice of Brad Gilmore. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here is your bonus question. Okay. Who plays the FBI agent trying to bring down Jordan Belfort in 2013's The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, my uh, usual announcing partner, Christian Harloff, loves that movie. Got a frame poster of it in his studio. Are you that high on the film, Brad? I love it. I just spoke to Rob Reiner yesterday about the movie. Uh, great, great Five, movie. Four, and a name drop. Three. <laughs> oh, let me pick that up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pens down. Uh, Going to go to you first. Lon, did you have it? Kyle Chandler. He did. Coach whatever from that show. Paul Preston, you have it? Kyle Chandler. That is. And does primetime Paul Oyama have it to seal his perfect round? Clear eyes, full hearts, Kyle Chandler. That's the show I was referring to. Three men were asked the bonus question. Three correct answers. And so now after all that is settled, 18 to 16. Final exam taking a two-point lead into round number two as we welcome back the managers. That is going to be Winston and K. Excuse me, Grace. Here are the rules. Round number two, it is the wheel round, and today's wheel is a very special one because the entire wheel has been sponsored by our Schmodown beloved patron, Jake Burnham. How about a hand for Jake Burnham, everybody? There's Jake. He wanted to sponsor the slice. Amy Adam is the slice. Tom. And um, we also have another sponsored slice on that wheel that belongs to Jake Burnham, and that is a slice of Harrison Ford. So if either team spins the Harrison Ford slice and decides to keep it, 
and field the questions, we're going to say the name of that Schmodown patron. Thanks to all of our Patreon members. We could not do this show without you and occasionally teeth to feed Tom. The rules of round number two are as follows. Each team gets a spin at the wheel. Once they settle on a category, six questions. Yes, six. Going to be asked to the team. Teams may confer between members for each and every question. Two points is the value of the question, but if you're not sure of the answer, ask us for multiple choice. We have four options, one of which is the correct answer. At that point, the value of the question goes down to one. Why is that beneficial? Because stealing is available in round number two. So the way it works in the Lawnmower Man virtual world we live in, the team not fielding the questions will be kicked out and held into a separate stream so they may not hear the questions. Once we settle and there's any questions that need to be stolen, and bring that team back and ask them those questions right then and there. So it is a two-point lead for final exam. So for the moment, we're going to kick the den out. And Tom and Paul Preston are going to say goodnight for just a sec as the Swaggy Blurt is going to consult with Lon and Paul Oyama. 60 seconds is the time you have to determine whether you want to spin the wheel first or defer to your opponent. I mean, I, I just have to say, gentlemen, like, you know, I came in as your coach, as your manager, and like I'm supposed to be the teacher helping impart wisdom and knowledge on you. But I hit a perfect round too. I'm learning from my students. You giving me the final exam, okay? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm learning from you. Okay, so uh, we want to defer, right? Yeah, yeah, we're going second. All right, Let me cool. put on my thinking hat, hold on. <laughs> oh, it's the bowler yeah, hat I think guy. We should, I, think oh, we no. I think we should defer. They're going to go ahead and defer and work on their hat wearing right. and motivate from speaking. So we kick them out. And uh, Winston is allowed to stay in this stream should he want to. Just going to need to see his hands the whole time. And as for the team members of uh, final exam, they're going to be ushered to a separate stream. And they do not have to go to the separate stream until they see the category that is spun by this team right here. So Grace... You have 60 seconds to talk with Tom and Paul starting now. Well, first of all, I would like to cha- challenge because Tom's internet went out and that's why he said the wrong answer. Okay, uh, that has already happened, so we can't really. Okay, can't well, go. it's that's back. okay. Also, he pronounces eagle eye as state of fear. Does that one work? Um, looking in the rule, but I don't see anything in there. He just and mispronounced I didn't it. He just pronounced it wrong. I, no? I don't have a rule book. I just okay. Well, it. listen, my guys are doing great. You guys are doing great, Paul. I've never been more bored in my life, and you got a perfect round. Thanks. You look lovely. The, uh, oh yes, thank you. Uh, you, you yes. Ooh, I'm petting my dog. Tom, buddy, are you aware that we're still doing a, a game? We have a couple more rounds. You doing okay, buddy? You did great. I need to go to the bathroom. Okay, let's actually not do that there. <laughs> okay, let's spin the wheel. Let's spin this wheel, guys. Okay. Yeah, let's go ahead and right, get that wheel on. in there. There. Pet the my dog and, uh, while we give it a spin. spin All right, here y'all go. Here's your first spin. <clears throat> it's always typically Mark determines the fate of the match in round two. What are they going to get? Historically, that is correct. They have a mulligan. Should they not want to go to comedies? And how does that feel? Comedy. Paul, Tom, how does that feel? I mean, ha! Paul, Tom, are there are there more worse things that could happen? Hmm. Yeah, comedies I, isn't so bad. Yeah, comedies isn't so bad. Tom, have you ever seen a comedy, buddy? I don't like it when people smile. 
Okay, so does that mean no, you want us to spin away, or...? No, we can keep. Okay. We're gonna, okay. we're gonna, st I think we're gonna stay at comedies. Uh, sorry. We're gonna uh, stay at we're com comedies. Stay with comedies. Thank you very much, Grace Kate. And we will have Tom and Paul about to field six questions in the world of comedies from Brad Gilmore's Sultry Tones. All right, gentlemen, and here you go. Six questions in the world of comedies that Mark Ellis loves so much. Tom, maybe you don't look smiling, but let's see if you can get through these six. Here we go. Question number one. In Sister Act, Dolores goes into the Witness Protection Program at St. Catherine's Parish, which is located in which West Coast city? Tom, what do you think here? I think it's Los Angeles, Paul. Tom's a stand-up guy, probably has this one correct. Let's go with that. Los Angeles, final answer. Sorry, that is incorrect. That is incorrect. Los Angeles is not the correct answer. All right, so that question will have a chance to be stolen by final exam once they come back in the stream. In the meantime, we move on to question number two of six. All right, question number two. Who starred opposite Anne Hathaway as Penny Rust in the 2019 comedy, The Hustle, about two con women? Uh, Tom, pretty sure this one is Rebel Wilson. I'm getting a nod. Rebel Wilson, final answer. And that is correct for your first two points in round number two. Rebel Wilson did co-star along Anne Hathaway. Moving right along, your next question. In Undercover Brother, due to affirmative action, the secret organization Brotherhood brought in a white man named Lance as an intern. Who played Lance? Tom, what do you think? I think we need multiple choice. Let's go to multiple choice. Or... All right, multiple choice. And your options. Is it A, DJ Qualls? Is it B, Neil Patrick Harris? Is it C, Casper Van Dien? Or is it D, Lance Bass? Hope I got those names right. Nailed it. Mm, I'm thinking number one, Tom. DJ Qualls, unless he got another option. Five. I agree with Liar Four. Paul. Three. Let's go with A, DJ Qualls. That is incorrect. DJ Qualls is incorrect. So we are one for three so far. But don't worry, you have three more questions left. And here we go. Which actor stars as Popeye in the 1980 film Popeye? Tom? It's Robin Williams. Tom's right. Robin Williams. Final answer. And you're correct for two points. Two points as we're four questions in, two questions remaining in the world of comedies. And your next question. In Being John Malkovich, which famous actor is good friends with John Malkovich and is seen throughout the film? It's Tom, what do you think? Sheen, Paul. Say again? It's Charlie Sheen, Paul. It's Charlie Sheen, Brad. Final answer. It is Charlie Sheen, Tom and Paul. That is correct for two points as we get into your sixth and final question, I believe, in the world of comedies. And here it is. In what 1990s teen comedy 
excuse me, what 1990s teen comedy is known for the line, as if? It's clueless, Paul. It's clueless, Brad. Final answer. They are not clueless about that one. That is correct for two more points for Tom and Paul in the category of comedies, Mark. Okay, well, uh, quite a comeback there after a few early round stumbles, and they see themselves with a six-point lead, Brad. Unconventional, though their communication between each other than with us may be, it got the job done, and now they see themselves with a sizable advantage as we are going to bring back final exam. Hopefully the delinquent didn't wander off too far, and once they get back in, they're going to have two questions to field that are steal opportunities for a total of three points, which could yeah. loom large, Brad Gilmore. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think that if you weren't sure of the answer, multiple choice, always a great option to po cut down that point total that you could give to the other team. Three points is a lot. We've seen that swing so many matches in the movie Trivia Schmodown, especially in this team format. Could be the difference between a TKO and possibly losing a point but still winning the match, but all of that remains to be seen. As for now, we bring back final exam into the stream. And gentlemen, before you get your spin at the wheel, we do have two challenge questions to ask you, excuse me, steal questions to ask you that are somewhat challenging. Um, Brad is going to be asking you your questions. Um, this first question your opponents elected to not go to multiple choice, and I'll tell you what they attempted as their answer after Brad reads the question. All right, gentlemen, here's your first opportunity to get some points on the board in round number two. In Sister Act, Dolores goes into witness protection at St. Catherine's Parish, which is located in what West Coast city? Your opponents wagered Los Angeles. It's definitely in California. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. I can go. Yeah, we can go to San Francisco if you feel good about that. I mean, do you have another? That that. No, was, I'm not. I'm not even I don't feel too strong about California. That Three. was my guess. San two. Francisco. Final answer. And you're correct for two points Let's on go. the board. Major steal opportunity capitalized by final exam. And gentlemen, it is not over. You have one more question in the world of comedies that you can get a potential steal on. Your opponents did elect to go to multiple choice on this one, so I will read the answers, Mark. Yes, All sir. Right. Add, have at it, Brad. This is worth a point. An undercover brother. Due to affirmative action, the secret organization Brotherhood brought in a white man named Lance as an intern. Who played Lance? And your options are A, DJ Qualls, B, Neil Patrick Harris, C, Casper Van Dien, or D, Lance Bass. And they said? They said DJ Qualls A. Uh, I believe, Paul, that this is Casper Van Dien, but I'm not 100% if you have another thought. I'm not too confident either, um, so I'll, 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 I'll go with you on that. Let's, uh, right. let's go ahead. Casper Van Dien C, final answer. That is incorrect. We were looking for B, Neil Patrick Harris. Doogie Howser himself, an undercover brother. So Neil Patrick Harris, and as much as it breaks Brad Gilmore's heart to not get to say Casper Van Dien again, maybe we'll see him pop up in a round three question. But still, Brad, that's a big two-point steal, which equals a four-point swing. And now here's final exam, only trailing by four as we bring in their manager, Winston Marshall, who I'm sure has been working on another game day motivational speech a la any given Sunday. Winston, 60 seconds to talk to your team. 
Please do it in an Al Pacino impression. Here's the thing. <laughs> Next time when I do a watch along, you're showing up. We watched Undercover Brother. It's my favorite comedy. You should have been there. But put it behind you because now you're going to get every question in the category you spun. I've been perfect this whole game. Maybe, maybe I come back to the showdown as a player. Who am I kidding? Of course I won't. Let's do this. Uh, I apologize to everybody for initiating that. There's the well, uh, spin of the wheel. Wow. Uh, Tom and Paul are in the green room. They will have a chance to see what category is spun. Round and round it goes. Jake Burnham's wheel lands on Amy Adams. All right, uh, 60 seconds to decide if you want to go with Amy Adams or use your free spin. Gentlemen, she's a great actress. What do you think? Hmm. I'm not sure. I kind of... What do you think, Claude? Uh, I, I would probably spin again if it were up to me. You both sound hesitant. Maybe we'll get like a free pass and we'll just get 10 free points. That's on there, right? That's all that would be ideal. Wheel slice. As yeah, long as we yeah. don't get any whammies, I think we're good. All right, let's you don't spin say again. the word before you spin. My goodness. They're going to go ahead right, and spin, spin again. again. Big bucks, no whammies they're requesting. Stop. Uh, we don't let's have any control over the wheel stopping or whammies. Oh, Black Jesus. So close to Spinner's Choice, but it is Festival Darlings. Festival Darlings. And so Winston is going to go back to the green room and uh, practice probably a Robert De Niro impression for round number three. As we are going to make sure they're they're out, by the way. Tom and Paul going into the stream. And once they do, I'll begin the questioning in the category of Festival Darlings. Kate Grace is allowed to stay in as long as she keeps her hands where we can see them. Just what are the odds that this category would come up yet again in Tom and Paul's second match of the season? We know what happened the first time around. Just sweet irony, I guess. What happened the first time we win? It's it's not how the game works. You've played the game multiple years now. First I'm hearing about it. Your first question of six. Which singer has the role of Nurse McFadden that is kind to Precious throughout the film Precious? This is, uh, I believe it's Mariah Carey. Are you sure it's not Lenny Kravitz? I think it's Lenny Kravitz. Oh, Lenny Kravitz is in that movie. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with it. Feature Mariah Carey. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. right. Lenny Kravitz, final answer. See that pic of him? He's still got great abs. That is correct for two points. Good job, Paul. Good job. He's a sexy man. I mean, what can I say? Good looking, good looking dude. That cuts the lead to two. Great jeans. Also has the most Jewish name of any person, Lenny Kravitz. Wow. All right. Are we going to go the way of this match? Getting the next question in. Which actress plays Stephanie Ramzinski, the estranged daughter of Randy the Ram Robinson in The Wrestler? Evan Rachel Wood. Correct. Evan Rachel Wood, final answer. Brad Gilmore, we have us a tied ball game, and four questions remain in the category of Festival Darlings. For final exam, here's your next one. Gentlemen, which 1993 awards favorite film tells the story of 22 principal characters and included actors such as Andy McDowell, Robert Downey Jr., and Huey Lewis within nine short stories? Shortcuts? Yep. Yeah, Robert on the shortcuts. Shortcuts, final answer. 
And now they have a two-point lead, Brad. This engine is chugling, and it appears to be warmed up. Anything with Huey Lewis in it gets my stamp of approval. That's <laughs> uh, why he reads the news. That's why he reads the news. And we are working for a living here as we get to the fourth question in this category, Festival Darlings. Who stars as Oscar Grant III in Fruitvale Station? Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan, final answer. Extending their lead to four points with two questions left. Wow. They're digging a and hole for Tom and Paul at this point in the match. They certainly are, and we talked about that TKO. Maybe that steal that they got from Sister Act will play into the winner of this match, but that has yet to be determined right now. We're at the penultimate question in Festival Darlings, and it is, who directed Javier Bardem and Johnny Depp in the film Before Night Falls? I'm vaguely aware of this movie, but I don't think I know who directed it, offhand at least. Yeah, I, I feel like this is a time to go to multiple. And Let's go to have mul at multiple it. choice. Yeah, I have a few guesses, but they're multiple pure choice guesses. Yeah. All right, and your options. Allow me to read all the options before you wager a guess. For a point, is it A, Julian Schnabel, B, Sally Potter, C, Jeremy Levin, or D, Rand, Rand Ravitch? Uh, Julian Schnabel was the only one of those that was also maybe one of my guesses, so I Okay, yeah, that. he did Bastia. Yeah, okay, yeah. let's go. Julian Schnabel, final answer. Hey, Julian. So, wise move to go to multiple choice because it earned you a point. Here we are, 29-24 for final exam, Mark. That's right, and your final question. In Festival Darlings. For two more points. Who plays the female version of the extraterrestrial who preys on men in Scotland in 2013's Under the Skin? Incredible yeah, movie. It's Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson, final answer. And that final answer awards you two more points. Wow. And what a round it was. Brad Gilmore, final exam. No steal opportunities left on the table for Tom and Paul. Instead, they're going to return to this stream Facing a seven-point deficit going into round number three. What do you make of what we just saw with final exam avenging and maybe atoning for some of those Festival Darling demons? Yeah, Festival Darlings is a category that has caused Tom and Paul before, and it might cost them again, seemingly. We'll see what they can do in round number three. Seven points feels like it's an insurmountable odd, but odds, but you have to remember, you have ten possible points points in that third and final round that is enough for you to get the lead and the win if tom and paul come to play and just like magic everybody is back in the stream as we welcome in all parties for the rules of round number three paul and tom entering the building and once again final exam gentlemen no steal opportunities for the tom and paul team uh, Swaggy Blurred and Grace Cake Grace are now here. And so the rules of round number three. This is the round that will determine the match lest we progress into sudden death overtime, which I'm told Brad Gilmore wants to host alone. So have fun with that. In round number three, each team is going to give us three numbers. These numbers can range from one to 20. First question's worth two points. Next one's worth three points. Final one's worth <laughs> five big points. This is the team format. So once we tell you what the two-point category is, the team is going to have to decide which member is going to answer that question. The opposite team member will then have to answer the three-point question. You may not confer with your teammate for the two- or three-point question. You may confer for the five-point question only. Reminder, there's no stealing. 
and there's no penalty for missing a question in round number three. So final exam, enjoying a seven-point lead, Brad Gilmore. So they're going to give us their three lucky numbers first. Gentlemen, from one to 20, what feels fortunate? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go 19, 7, and 15. 19, 7, and 15 it is. And now for Tom and Paul. Tom? 10. He said that's good. He said a number. Um, that's good. That I'll, I'll take over from here. Uh, let's go with uh, three and four. Those Very are also numbers. numbers. From Paul? Okay. Um, Grace? Kate? Handsome numbers. Those are handsome numbers from everybody. I don't discriminate. Everybody had handsome numbers. Grace, Kate, you are going to have 60 seconds to talk to your team starting now. Uh, is everyone supposed to be here? I can. I can go. Yes, that would be wonderful, Lon. Please leave. Thank you. Paul no, Oyama, could you leave? Lon, honey, don't leave the actual room you're in. No, Lon, leave the, the actual room you're in. Thank you. Thank you, Lon. Hi, guys. It's me, Grace. Now, I know that if Kate were here, she would just strangle a child nearby because Festival Darlings got us again. But... I just want to say that you two have done magnificently, and I am unfazed. And let's just pull ourselves up and let's murder them with pins through their eyes. Well, like Grace, uh, there's no question that uh, math is on our side here. And I think if we just uh, come together as a team and, and work hard at this, uh, no doubt any kind of effort we put in is going to pay dividends and perhaps we'll win the match. Why does yeah. everyone's name keep changing? Okay. Okay, we're going to uh, say goodbye to the three of you just for a sec. You will be fielding your questions first, but uh, now we're going to bring in the team that has a seven-point lead before we have their opponents try to avoid the TKO. Winston Marshall, 60 seconds to talk to your troops. I was Paul. here the whole time. Paul, Lon, are you looking at me? This is a circle of trust, okay? You two have earned your way into my circle of trust pretty much it you have three jt's and a challenge yeah. stay locked in expect them to answer all their questions yeah, they... yeah. cool pretty, pretty much shotgun the rest Wait. of this beer and we're good to go all right then we are going to move on and we're going to say goodbye for now and see if tom and paul can avoid another festival darlings debacle here come <laughs> tom and paul and brad they selected number 10 for their two-point question brad gilmore will be asking you those questions what did they pull for number 10 they selected the category of the 1990s the 1990s is their category for their two-pointer gentlemen who will take that one me tom, tom tom will take it all right tom will be taking the two-point question in the category of 1990 tom which actor has roles in the following 1990s films the Insider, The Quick and the Dead, and L.A. Confidential. Russell Crowe. And that is correct for two points, a much-needed two points by Tom for Tom and Paul. That was pretty big. Yeah, that's what they needed to get off to a good start here. Now they find themselves trailing by five. Brad, what was their next number? Their next number they selected was number three, and that corresponds to the category of directors. And your three-point question. Behind the camera. Let us see. For Mr. Paul Preston, 
Here's your three-point question in the category of directors. Who directed the classic films Mr. Deeds Goes to Town and Mr. Smith Goes to Washington? Frank Capra. That is correct for three points. Five points so far in this round. They're still down by two, Mark, but they're doing exactly what they need to. They are, and they have a chance to take the lead and avoid a TKO and force some pressure on final exam shoulders if they can get this last question. This is the five-pointer. Reminder, gentlemen, you may confer before you wage your answer. For this last one, Brad, what number did they select? They selected number four, which corresponds to the category of dramas. Gentlemen, here it is. Your five-point question in which you both can confer. Who plays Warden Drumgool in 1989's Lockup? Tom, I got a guess there that it's uh, Lou Gossett Jr. That is a total guess. Your guess, Paul. I'm sorry, what? Let's go with your guess, Paul. Go with my guess. Um, Two. Let's take a JTE. Talk it out a little more. Uh, All right. In the category of dramas, who plays Warden Drumgool in the 1989's Lockup? How do you feel about that, Tom? Do you have any idea? Or am I just winging it here? I think it's a Stallone movie. That is correct. Oh, but that's no points. Um, Four. I'm going to go with Lou Gossett Jr. Final answer. And your winners! By way of technical knockouts! Final exam! Launch delinquent Harris and Prime Eye Oyama. Congratulations, gentlemen. The answer was Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland played the Warden in a Stallone movie that I have yet to see or even hear of. But here they are with a big victory. Tacos even awake after that on some stranger's bed. So, uh, Lon, let me start with you here. How does it feel? to maybe emerge a little bit more from your delinquency, step up, get some big questions, and pull your life together as well as getting a big win in this tournament. Uh, you know, listen, I mean, we're I'm on a new team. It's a new year. So, uh, you know, it's nice to start out on a fresh foot in a new tournament, in a new league, in a new sport, in a new year with my new hat. So, you know, I'm, I feel like we're revitalized. That's uh, very little that is true, Brad. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, um, Paul, I want to ask you, when you spun the wheel and you ended up on Festival Darlings, what was going through your mind, knowing the history of your opponents, knowing what Festival Darlings has done to certain players in the past, how confident were you in that category? Well, you know, Brad, the stars at night are, are big and bright, as you know. Um, Deep in the heart of Texas! <laughs> I, I was excited, though. Uh, it's a category that I, I've been wanting to, to use for a while. I think it's it's fun to get it, and obviously it worked against them before. So it worked out in our favor. Uh, we got some movies that, that we knew, luckily. And um, yeah, it was just a, a well-played match. That This is a, an explosive team, and we knew we'd have to come to play. And this was one of our best matches so far. Yeah, and last question to you, uh, Swaggy Bird. You're known as, as a sportsman. You're a big fan of athletics. And you should know better than anyone that a big win in a tournament only means that you face – 
possibly an even tougher opponent. Your team will now be playing the winner of the Founding Fathers versus the Witching Power. Any any favorite you have there? Anybody you'd rather face across from your squad? You know, it's funny because just based off of record, obviously the Witching Power did win a match uh, so far. So they're 1-0, right? Founding Fathers are former champions. So if you want to talk about from like the ease in which to get into the finals, you obviously want to play maybe the team that's a little less proven. But I'm of the mindset that in order when you when you want to go and be the best, you got to knock out the best. So if you're asking me in terms of just getting there, then yes, I'm going to say the witching power. If you're asking me in terms of my pride and my my like, you know, like gusto to like, let's show them what show them a little bit of swagger. I say bring on the two goats, man. Like it is what it is. But either way, it's going to be a good match. So good luck to both of those teams. I can't wait to see who we see in the final four. And for now, swag out, baby. All right. It is quite the leather jacket that Winston will be using to hopefully take that recycling out sooner rather than later. Congratulations to final exam on their victory. And now we bring in Tom and Paul and Grace, Grace. Kate, Grace Mulligan. Hancock. Uh, Grace, we are going to start with you, Kate. What do you tell these fellas who maybe didn't have the emotion that we're used to seeing, at least from one of them, but they did play a superb game. They just got a little unlucky in round number two. Well, I would say that this was our best work. Uh, guys, I got to be honest. It's me, Kate. I, I, I'm very proud of these guys, and I couldn't even do the Grace thing anymore. And I know I tricked you the whole time. I know I got you guys, but it's me. And Paul, I want the old Paul back because I'll tell you what, we still didn't win, and it was less fun this way. It was just less fun without you, Paul. Look, I tried to do what all the, the winners are doing, right? I tried to suppress everything. I tried to be as boring as hell as I could be up here and just answer the questions and look at the ground. But festival darlings suck, and I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm going. I can't. Com- I can't do what everybody else is doing. I got to be me. All right. Enough of the glasses. Oh. Enough of the flannel. Enough with all this. Paul's I, hey, Winston, I loved your Jeff Garland impersonation. That was great. Didn't know he was in any given Sunday. And uh, yeah, he looked like he looked like a, like Pharrell when he let himself go. Lon, nice work. And how about that's a great stash you got there, uh, Paulo Yamas. It's a shame 70s porn didn't come up on the wheel. Anyway, good luck against the two goats. Okay. Well, so he's back, and I'm I'm happy about it. Also, did you see Tom recognized you when you put the visor back on? See? That's the key. Where did Grace go? Okay. See? So I was just – it was a trick. Uh, Brad, you want to jump in these very deep waters? Uh, You know – I'm a little bit hesitant, as always, but with Tom, I want to I want to go to you. What was going on in your mind during the final moments of that match? I was thinking about Sylvester Stallone. He was in the movie. That's you, you. Listen, don't wait for more than one uh, sentence, Brad. Just keep just keep okay, going with I'm, them. If you get a sentence, that's good, buddy. Keep okay. it rolling. You know what I'm saying? Steps, right. Small steps. Back yeah. Who has returned in familiar form when you got that final question? You knew that it was a Sylvester Stallone. You took a shot there in the dark. Um, were you very confident that you would hit that five pointer? And then it didn't look like you were getting a lot of assistance from your teammate in that regard. You talking about lockup? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, no, you didn't see lockup. Nobody saw lockup. These were the these are the the dull years, the daylight years of Sylvester Stallone. You know, it happened, then it came out, and then it went away. 
who knows lockup i think i remember when it was in the theater and i think i thought i remembered who was in it i remembered wrong you know what are you gonna well, do and let me ask you one more thing i mean i know this this season maybe hasn't gone your way living up to the expectations that were placed upon you are we going to see tom and paul again next season i don't know we need to feel good you know so grace why don't you hook us up with a match against two actual goats then we'll have a win all right and then maybe we'll come back and see what we can do okay listen i honest to god i don't know i don't know what's going to happen next season i'll be honest i just don't know i just don't know i can okay, get us some good. goats i know a guy instinct no. that we're not actually eating maybe you are I'm, I'm not sure you know what thank you for your participation tom and paul classy is always in defeat good seeing uh grace mulligan and brad the the headline after all this chaos is going to read that final exam is progressing into tournament and taking on either founding fathers or the witching power let me get your prognostication on that matchup who will final exam be playing well, you know, the gut says the Founding Fathers. I think that John Roca hasn't played up to his own personal standards so far this season, and that has lit a fire under him. And we saw what Dan Merle said after their loss to corruption for those teams' championships. He is more motivated than ever. Motivated people, two guys who are the, considered the one and two best of all time, and now they're motivated to go out there and win. I think it's going to be a difficult, difficult match for the witching power. However, 31 points by the final exam. That's good enough to beat anybody in the team's division. They're going to be a hard, hard match for whichever team comes to face. And it just seems like some wheel slices impact the game a little more than others. And I think Festival Darlings can now be placed in that category on the Mount Rushmore of wheel slices that somebody really wants and somebody really doesn't want. So we always want Brad Gilmore more of the boat around here. Make sure you check out his show alongside Frank Janish, Frankie Numbers. Schmodown Rundown. Brad, thank you so much for joining us here today. For everybody behind the scenes, our incredibly hardworking tech crew, and everyone you saw compete and manage today, and Christian Harloff, I am merely Mark Baby Carrots Ellis. Thank you for watching today. Reminding you to check out the movie trivia Schmodown Patreon. Select which tier is right for you. Enjoy this in podcast form wherever you like listening to stuff, and check out the movie trivia Schmodown Facebook group. Request to be a member today and come on in and join the conversation. That's Brad. I'm Mark. We'll see you next time on the Movie Trivia Schmodown. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com.